Yeah, that that Praise the Lord, everyone. It's an honor to be here tonight and speaking to you behind this podium. The Lord has kind of dealt on my heart to speak on living on spiritual welfare, not warfare. We hear a lot about warfare, but a lot of us are living on spiritual welfare. And that is living on other people's prayers, living on other people's worship. When you get away from the church environment, the real person will surface. Our struggle is less difficult when we are surrounded by fellow worshipers. People always walk away from the church, and then they, they lose that power that they have when they're here. I've watched many a people come in and get baptized, get the Holy Ghost, and then leave through those doors, and you, sometimes you don't see them again because they drew off of our worship and our praise and our, our spiritual that's inside of us, our prayers that we have prayed. We should want a relationship with Jesus to the degree that we do not want to do anything to hurt him. I never want to hurt. You don't want to hurt the person you love. You have to learn to love Jesus, and you will never want to hurt him. You want to stay away, stay out of sin, just fall in love with Jesus. Get in the Bible. The Word will help you. Read the Word. Psalms 119.11 Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Hide that word in your heart. You know, when temptations come on you, just speak that word out. The devil hates to hear the word of God. Quote scripture against thoughts that come in your mind that's not of God. The enemy hates the word. Even Jesus used it on him on the mount when he was fasting and being tempted. Yes, Jesus prayed and he fasted too. In Matthew 4, 1 through 11, I'm going to read this because I feel it's very important to see what Jesus went through. We, he doesn't have us go through anything that he doesn't go through. Then was Jesus led up, in verse 1, 
Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And two, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he afterward a hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written. He used the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Satan used the word on Jesus here again. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. In verse 8, Again the devil taketh him up into exceedingly high mountain, and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou shalt wilt fall down and worship me, as if he could give them to him. Then ten then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship thy God, the Lord, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. You know when he said, Get behind me, Satan, that's all we have to say in this day and time. You have the power, you have the Holy Ghost. All you have to do is look at this temptation or this sin that's coming at you and say, Get thee behind me, Satan. We have the power just as Jesus did on the, on the mount. So if the devil has the audacity to tempt Jesus, you think he's going to leave you alone? No. But you need to use the word on him as Jesus did. Get a prayer life. Pray to him in, in a dialogue. Pray out loud. Don't just pray in your mind. Sometimes when you're praying in your mind, which I do during the daytime, we go along doing our work, we pray in our mind, because it says in the Bible, Pray continuously. And we can't be going along at our work and, you know, Jesus this and Jesus that. We can say in our mind. But the one thing bad about that is Satan will put thoughts in your mind and confuse you and mess up what you're trying to pray. You know, he knows. He knows. He does know what we're thinking, but he knows what we're saying. Get a dialogue and talk to Jesus out loud. You see, in a crying prayer, there is no talking. You just want God to hurry and fix things. It doesn't build a true relationship with him. Have you ever had something just terrible happen in your life? And all you can do is just sit down and cry. Jesus, please God, help me. Jesus. You don't really build a true relationship with him because you're wanting God to hurry and fix things, but you're not hearing what he's saying to you, and you're not talking to him about the specific things that you need. And that doesn't make a relationship with Jesus. With our husbands, our wives, we talk to them. We have dialogue. We talk out loud to them. We tell them how we feel. We tell them if we're sorry. You know, we need to do that with Jesus, too. Many times, God has moved and answered, and people have forgot who delivered them. They just go on about their business. No thanks. You know, I've even done that. I've said, God, please do this. And I'll be walking along the next week and think, Jesus did answer that prayer. Thank you, Lord. Today we were praying in our prayer meeting, and we were praying for a specific thing of this one sister to get on first shift at her, at her work. And as we were praying, 
she got a text from her work that she got the job. See, God moves in our prayers. He hears our plea. How many of us have replaced our time to spend with God with other things? I've been guilty, most of us. Have you wondered why your walk with God is moving backwards instead of forward? The answer is, what is your relationship with God? Do you take time in the day to pray? Do you read the Bible? Or are you filling your day with other things? It is time for all believers to pray until the Lord gets us off spiritual welfare. We need to know Jesus for ourselves, not through other people. It is not enough for us to come to church and let others do all the reading, praying, fasting, testifying, singing, dancing, worshiping, on and on. If we do, we will spend the rest of our lives on spiritual welfare. The time has come when we need to find out what we really have, not just go on what someone else has. We can't ride on the cloaks, on the coats of our, our longtime grandma, our, our moms, our sisters, our grandpas, grandmas. You know, I've heard many times men would say, my grandma prophesied over me that I'm supposed to preach. Well, you know, that's great, but God needs to tell you that. You know, you need to listen to God yourself. You need to get a walk with God and, and a relationship with God yourself. The first generation. I was the first-generation apostolic, and I didn't understand any of this. I came to church. I would get blessed. I would run the aisles, and I'd go home, and I'd just kind of be like I was. But I had to learn through the years. I had to learn to get a relationship with God. When trouble came, I had to have enough Holy Ghost inside of me to get me through that. I couldn't call Sister Susie, you know, Brother Johnny. I had to rely on me and God because some things weren't even meant to be told. And, you know, God got me through so many things. Would you be fine in church? I would be fine in church, but not away. I had to go through so many things to be able to reach that point. Do you know people like that? They come in, they hit the altar, repent, get baptized. I spoke of that earlier. Some even get the Holy Ghost, but they leave and lose that desire to serve God. They fall apart at the least problem or trouble call everyone to help them and pray, but don't have enough spirit in them to carry themselves. Spiritual welfare. The years people are in church doesn't matter. There is no seniority in serving God. I've known people for years that's been in church before me, and they still are the same way they came in. They're, they're still the same. They're easily offended. They're not faithful in attendance. They're not taking part in supporting or working in the church. They're still picking at the ministry and the praise team. Still don't worship in service. Hop from church to church. You don't want to be a Christian like that. You don't want to be a spiritual welfare recipient. Make sure you are talking to God and getting yourself full of the Holy Ghost. And to be full of the Holy Ghost, you've got to pray daily. You've got to get down and talk to him. You've got to find a time and get on your knees and pray to God and have a talk with him. And you've got to be able to listen when he tells you what to do. You need to obey what he tells you. Reading the word, work, working toward making heaven your home someday is what we have to do. We have to get in the word, study it, do all you can to have a spiritual relationship with Jesus. Don't find yourself being a spiritual warfare recipient. Thank you.